welcome to the 15th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. My notes say, welcome, Michelle. Welcome. 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 Uh, We're now on iTunes and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter on at Food and Fright. And the most important announcement is we are halfway to Halloween. Yay. Yay. Good evening. Every day is like Halloween to me, but I can't wait for Halloween. So, without further ado, this week's topic is Ginger Snaps. There are three films in the series. The first one is Ginger Snaps from 2000. Oh, these are also Canadian, and of course we like all things Canadian. So... The first Ginger Snaps came out in 2000. It was directed by John Fawcett, who is also the co-creator and director of BBC's Orphan Black. That'll be important later. It was written by Karen Walter and John Fawcett. It was not widely released, um, but got traction via the uh, film festival circuit. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. The second one is Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed, came out in 2004, more Widely released then number one, but underperformed at the box office. It was directed by Brett Sullivan and written by Megan Martin. John Fawcett was the executive producer on this one. And then the third one, Ginger Snaps Back the Beginning, also known as Ginger Snaps 3, was filmed at the same time as the second one. It was also released in 2004, but it was released direct-to-video. So this is the one that most people have not seen. The executive producer was, again, John Fawcett. It was directed by Grant Harvey and written by Stephen Massacote and Christina Ray. So that's the three movies. Uh, Rotten Tomato scores. The first one, Ginger Snaps. Critics gave it an 89. Audience is a 78. So that's pretty good. Uh, The second one, critics gave it an 88. Audiences gave it a 66. The third one, critics did not rank, and audiences gave it a 55. Not so good. Not so good. And you'll see why in a second. So where to find these movies? The first one is on Amazon Prime for free or on YouTube or Google Play for a fee. The second and third ones are not easy to find. The only place I found them available was on a site called Tubi, T-U-B-I. Ever heard of it, Michelle? Mm Mm-mm. It's a free site. I don't know how it's free, but there's ads on it, and they have a a number of things there that you can't find anywhere else. So uh, both of these are really no place else that I could find. I mean, unless you get like a DVD or something. So let's go over the plot real quick, and then we will talk about trivia. So the plot of Ginger Snaps. We first meet two weird sisters, Ginger and Bridget Fitzgerald. Hence the the name of the movie, Ginger Snaps. They are goth teenagers, and they're fascinated with death. They take elaborate death photos of themselves and have formed a suicide pact to die before they become adults. The sisters are played by Christine Isabel, who, she's a great actress. I just saw her in The Order on Netflix. Most people might remember her for playing uh, Margot Verger on the TV series Hannibal. Remember Hannibal? So this is a TV series based on Silence of the Lambs. Uh, The other sister is Emily Perkins. She's also very good, and she played a young Beverly Marsh from the um, first movie It, Stephen King's It, and she played in a number of other things as well. So they're very good together. 
Um, and then their mother is played by Mimi Rogers. You know Mimi Rogers? Tom Cruise's first wife, Mimi Rogers. Had no idea. Yep. So she plays a quirky mother. She doesn't get, I think many of her scenes may have been cut because, you know, she starts out and she has a good, um, what potentially could be a good storyline, then she just disappears at the end of the first movie. So um, I'm not sure what happens with her, but she's fun. So in the first movie, Ginger gets her period, which is she's none too happy about. Because she and her sister were, of course, kicking and screaming, trying to avoid adulthood. And as soon as she gets her period, she's attacked by a werewolf. So talk about having a bad week. <laughs> she's trying to think of something. You think you had a bad week. So, um, so Ginger starts going through lots of transformations. Hair is growing in places that it shouldn't be. She grows a tail, which is fun. Um... She has an overwhelming desire to eat people. She's just a mess. And then Bridget is frantically trying to help her and keep her from killing anyone that's nearby. She killed the family dog. She killed the school custodian. All sorts of stuff. Um, so I will not give you the end of the movie because that would ruin it. But they spend a lot of time trying to keep her, either find a cure for her or keep her from killing people or keep people from finding out that she's a werewolf. One thing I really did like about this movie is these two sisters, despite being very, very strange, really do care about each other, and you don't often see that a lot in movies. So that's the end of the first Ginger Snaps. What do you think so far? Bring on the second one. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about werewolves? Love them. You like werewolves? Yeah, as long as they don't try to eat me. As long as they don't eat you? So, Ginger Snaps 2. This time, Bridget ends up in a rehab facility because cops catch her shooting up with Monk's Hood. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it's something that she's doing to try to keep herself from transforming into a full werewolf. So, it only works temporarily. She has to keep injecting herself over and over again. And at the rehab facility, she meets a young girl named Ghost. For some reason, in my notes, I put Scout. That would be Ghost. Um, and it's played by Tatiana Maslany. Do you know who she is? She is from the BBC series Orphan Black. Remember I said the guy was a co-producer to Orphan oh, Black? Yeah. So she looks like she's supposed to be like 13 in this movie. Uh, that's part of the trivia, but she was actually much older than that. So I didn't even know that she was in this series at all. So oh, that was she's a nice, great. She is wonderful. So... Um, and now in the second movie, a new werewolf is after Bridget. And so she's trying to get away from him. Um, and I will not give the ending away, but it is an interesting surprise twist that I did not see coming. So I like this movie as well. Um, and then the third one is of course called Ginger Snaps Back the Beginning, which doesn't make much sense. So this time Ginger and Bridget are in the woods in Canada in 1815. Are you confused now? No, they're just you taking should it backwards. Be. You should be, because what did they do? Like, get in a time machine and go back? <laughs> but yeah. it turns out that these this is not our Ginger and Bridget. This is like an ancestor of Ginger and Bridget. So these two girls are wandering around in the woods alone. They got some story about they were with their parents in the on a boat, and the boat 
capsized and everybody drowned, but apparently that's not true, so we don't really know what their backstory is. But one of them gets her leg stuck in a bear trap, so they get taken to a fort. Um, and, of course, there's a werewolf involved. And the werewolf bites Ginger, just like in the first movie, and then death and chaos ensues. There really isn't any plot other than that. Um, the, the only two things I find interesting about this movie are that they use leeches to try to determine if someone's a werewolf. So they'll put leeches on you, and then if the leech, like, gets really big and, and or reacts weirdly, then you're a werewolf. That's a weird one. I'm going to put leeches on you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think they'll do anything. I'll just lay there. <laughs> but um, And then the other thing I liked about this movie is it hinted around at uh, the possible existence of Wendigos. Do you know what a, uh, a Wendigo? Do you know what a Wendigo is? Is it related to a Dingo? I don't know. It's W-I-N-D-I-G-O. So. Is it a car? I think it's one of those RVs. Oh, that's a Winnebago, isn't it? (laughs) So, Wendigos, according to Native American folklore, and that's from the Algonquin tribe that lived from the Atlantic coast to, I think, someplace around here and around the Great Lakes, they were evil spirits who had an insatiable desire to eat people. The Iroquois also had something similar called a stone coat. Um... They can have various manifestations and are sometimes depicted as werewolf-like. Other times they appear as giants, super skinny with deer antlers. They can possess people, and a person can turn into a, a wendigo if they are starving in the winter and consume flesh. How's that for strange? So you never heard of that creature at all? Why would I? Well, I first heard on, I think, on Supernatural or on Hannibal, something like that. And I didn't know those creatures existed either. So there's all sorts of things out there we don't know about. So this may be considered the first zombie story, if you think about it. Hmm. So those are Wendigos. Um, Again, I don't know if those things were Wendigos or werewolves in... That movie, I think they were werewolves, but people had been referring to Wendigos when they were talking about them. So So why should you watch these movies? The first movie's a lot of fun because it's a retelling of the werewolf story from a female perspective, and there really aren't any other movies like that that I'm aware of. No. Um, There are lots of analogies between Ginger getting her period and werewolfism. And if you think about it, being a teenager is pretty hard. You have all of the things going on that you would have going on as a werewolf, just hopefully not as um, extreme. You know, you got hair growing, you got mood swings, you got, you know, all sorts of craziness. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then the two lead actresses, like I said, are perfect for the roles together. And I dare say this is one of the top werewolf movies out there. And does she buy werewolf clothes? Does she buy girl clothes? Does she buy adult clothes? Like, who sells werewolf clothes? Walmart? (laughs) Well, when you turn into a werewolf, you're going to bust out of all your clothes anyway, like the Incredible Hulk does. Unless you want to be... you're going to ruin all your clothes unless you're naked, I think. Unless you want to be a fashionable werewolf. 
Yeah, I don't, you're going to go through a lot of clothes. So if I was her and I was, you know, because you're supposed to turn to a werewolf once a month when the moon is full, right? Mm -hmm. I, if I was her, I'd wear some junky clothes then. That <laughs> way she won't ruin her good clothes. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> so, like a plan. So at some point we'll have to go through all of the werewolf movies, but this would be right up there, I think. Because um, it really is fun, the first one. Now the second one, the first one, as we said, talks about werewolfism as a uh, puberty the second one talks about werewolfism as addiction so bridget um her werewolfism is really like an addiction and she keeps shooting up but this time it's to try to stop it instead of to try to have some sort of you know uh, physical effect i still enjoyed the second movie it's much darker and i wish we could have seen more of Catherine isabel but i still would recommend the second movie um, and then the third movie. So it's not a prequel. There's no mention of the other stories. And as I said, these seem to be ancestors of the two sisters from the first movie. So, I, But I don't understand this movie at all. So are all the descendants of these two girls destined to repeat the same cycle over and over again? I have no idea. And this, I really don't think this movie needed to be made. I mean, I wish they would have continued on from actually where two ended because this, I mean, I know some people like this, but I just didn't like it at all, to be honest. It didn't add anything to the original story or the second story. So that's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Ready for some trivia? Yeah. Okay. So the first movie never had a wide release in the U.S. One of the reasons is it came right after the Columbine Massacre, so no distribution companies wanted to touch it at that point but it is now considered a cult classic. And it didn't, like I said, didn't get much traction in the U.S. until HBO started airing it a couple of years later and then word of mouth and then people started seeing it in the U.S. Outside the U.S., as I said, it, it um, went to several of the festival film circuits, I think a European one and I can't remember where else, and um, that's how it got some traction outside the U.S. So... Uh, like I said, the first movie might be a bit much for fanboys who are typically, you know, teenage fanboys, the demographic for mini horror movies. So hopefully that won't turn them off because it really is a good story. And I'd like to see much more female centric horror. Uh, we've got, besides this, the, the big ones I think are, um, Ginger Snaps, Carrie, The Descent, May, Tale of Two Sisters, and uh, there are other ones with like a female lead, like Alien and Aliens, but I think those are the big ones. So I think that's a very untapped um, area for storytelling because there should be lots and lots more stories that haven't gotten to the screen that can be told. So uh, Monkshood, remember I said we'll talk about that a little bit later. So Monkshood is also known as Wolfsbane. It has a whole bunch of different names, and it's a purple flower that has like a little hood over it, and that's why it's called uh, Monkshood. But you don't even... So in real life, if you ingest it, it's poison and you die. But I just found out you don't even have to ingest it in order to die. All you have to do is brush by it. So there was one case, I think it's in the UK, of a poor gardener who was working on an estate in a garden, and he touched it and then died. Oh, my gosh. There's another case where a Canadian actor was out on an island with some friends, and he 
he supposedly didn't ingest it. He touched it or, or the sap got off of it and maybe he had a cut or something on his hand and that killed him. So what they're doing in the movie, walking around with a few sprigs of this uh, wolfsbane or monkshood would not be happening in real life. Unless you're a vampire then and maybe I don't know. Maybe they're fine. And that, did you know that? That's crazy. I mean, that's a pretty flower. If you look it up, it's a pretty purple color. I'm like, oh no, I'm afraid I'd try to touch that. So, beware purple flowers now. Something else to add to my list of things I'm afraid of. <laughs> Garbage disposals, purple Spider. flowers, spiders. It's, it's a big list. So, anyway. Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins auditioned on the same day for this movie. And how about this for coincidences? The two actresses were also born in the same hospital, attended the same preschool, elementary school, and private school, and worked through the same talent agency. How's mm. that for weird? And they're like, uh, there's a four-year four age difference between them. Emily Perkins is actually older than Catherine Isabel, which is the opposite of what it is in the movie. Small world. Yeah, small world. Uh, let's see, Ta Tatiana Maslany played a 13-year-old in Ginger Snaps 2. She was actually 19, year old, 19 years old at the time. She really looked very young. So, There's also no CGI in Ginger Snaps. Everything they did um, was based on physical effects, prosthetics, and makeup. And you don't see that these days much anymore, but they didn't want any CGI in it. Um, oh, here's one I know you will be interested in. The role of Ginger was originally offered to someone from Orange is the New Black. Who do you think it is? But she turned it down. I have no idea. Um, she's got a scar on her chest. Oh, my favorite character. Natasha Leon. Wow. Yep. Who was just in Russia Doll that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I didn't know that either. So she turned it down. Also, the two actresses who did accept the role, Catherine and Emily, also again played two sisters in a 2008 film called Another Cinderella Story. And obviously they were um, less goth in that one. And both of the actors have done uh, lots of TV, including several episodes of Supernatural, but they were not on the same episodes together. There's an interesting video on YouTube that compares the movie Ginger Snaps and Jennifer's Body. Have you seen Jennifer's Body? No. So we already talked about what Ginger Snaps is about. Jennifer's Body is about a girl who becomes possessed and then has these special powers. But actually it's more about how she treats her poor friend, her frenemy, who, you know, is her friend, but she treats her horribly. So, I mean, that's a good movie, too. I still would give the, uh, if I was rating both of them, I would give the lead to Ginger Snaps, just because I liked it so much. There you have it. Let's see. Wendigo Psychosis. Ever heard of that? Wendigo Psychosis is when a person has an insatiable desire for flesh. That phrase floats around on the internet, but I don't think it's um, recognized by the American Psychological Association. I just think it's one of those things, one of those internet things. So there's people walking around the planet wanting to eat people? Well, I don't know. Wait, here, let me give you the, let me read you the next thing underneath that, which is the last thing I have, and then that will probably help you understand what the other part is. There is a thing that 
is real that's called clinical lycanthropy. So, you know, lycanthropy is wolves, right? So clinical lycanthropy is a recognized disorder. It's very, very rare, but it's where a person believes that they are transforming into a non-human animal. It usually may be a part of like a psychotic break or schizophrenia or some sort of thought disorder. So that's where if, remember when we talked about Cotard's um, syndrome and those other things where people thought that their, their organs were disintegrating and that they had to drink blood in order to do that? Remember we talked about that a couple episodes back? <laughs> Don't eat me until the podcast is over. <laughs> I'm anemic, you'll be tired. Um, anyway, remember that? Mm-hmm. This is something similar to that and that it's, you know, it's not just, it doesn't just exist by itself. It's part of something larger that's going on. But the, the term is clinical lycanthropy. But interestingly, this does not just affect people who think they're turning into werewolves or dogs. In a 2004 study of 30 cases, they also involved people who thought they were transforming into hyenas, cats, horses, birds, frogs, and even a bee. How does that work? A bee. A bee. like how, do They know start you? eating a lot of honey. I don't know. Like, do they like go sting people? or They go <laughs> They go from flower to flower <laughs> in the What garden. are you doing? I'm pollinating. Leave me alone. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, why would you, how in the world would you come up that you thought you were a bee? Anything's possible. <laughs> oh, and also there are two cases of a person who thought they turned into a snake. Mm-hmm. And that one is not called lycanthropy. That one is called, I will spell it, I think it's ophidianthropy. O-P-H-I-D-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y. That's another weird one. Like, if you thought you turned into a snake, what would you do? Just, like, lay on the floor and wiggle around? Sneaky snake. <laughs> I don't think you'd be going anywhere too fast. <laughs> I'm just going to roll. I'm just going to crawl on over here. Um, there is also a case of a person who was taking, uh, what's that called, MDMA ecstasy. Is that what it is, I MDMA? So. Um, and he thought his family members had turned into various animals, including pigs, horses, and things like that. That would make them more interesting. That would. I think maybe he had the uh, the plot of Animal Farm. Remember that book in or his he, head someplace? Or he was just bored with his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he had a plot of animal farm in his, his head, and uh, that kind of got crossed with his family. But anyway, to me, that's very strange. Like, I can see people thinking that they're cats, you know, big cats, or some sort of wolf thing, but when you start getting to the frogs and the birds and the snakes, I'm not sure how that happens. Anyhow, that's all I had in terms of trivia. What do you think about the movies before we go to your recipe? I might watch them. They sound interesting. Yeah, I would definitely suggest watching the first one. Don't bother with number three, though. So, what'd you come up with? Do you have something made out of wolf's bane that will kill us? Or um, some, a ginger snap cookies? Well, if you eat a lot of Oreos, they might not make you keep it too healthy. But these are Oreo werewolf cookie balls. Oh, and I can see the picture, and they are so cute. Yeah, I think they'd be a a stopper at a party. I think people would like them, or for your kids. Um, so basically, again, you'll have the recipe. 
but um, cream cheese and uh, Oreos and um, semi-sweet chocolate. And you have to go probably to, uh, probably a lot of stores would have them the, to make the eyes. They sell just the candy eyes you would need. Do they sell at the regular grocery store? They could. They could. Uh, marshmallows and basically, you know, you're you're dipping the the cream cheese in the chocolate and it's, it sounds pretty simple and uh, you're just brushing the tops to make it look werewolfy and um, so after you dip the balls in chocolate, then you gotta like put more. Um, just take a little knife or it. take a little knife and just kind of like to uh, pull out for their fur. Yeah, yeah. Those things look like they have ears. How do they get ears? Um, <laughs> they're I think they're pieces of the Oreo dipped in chocolate. Oh. So they're cute, 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 cute. Very cute. So have a great weekend, everyone. Wait, did you go over the ingredients and everything? I did. You did, didn't you? Okay. I did, and, and, the, and, and you'll, they'll have them on, online for them. And there's not a lot of ingredients, and they seem pretty easy to make. So have fun making them. I, I would like to. You'll impress your friends and children. I would like to try to make them if they look like that, but I'm afraid mine are going to end up looking like some sort of hideous, I don't know what. No, I think, I think we could uh, do a good job with them. Oh, we might so try that. I don't think they're not as hard as they look, I don't think. I think the secret is getting the eyes right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are pieces of Oreos for the ears. You're right, there are ears. Oh, so great. yeah, very cute. So that's what we got for this week. Um, we will meet you again here next week in our podcast studio, also known as my bedroom. Um, and then don't know what the topic is next week, but we'll come up with something. In the meantime, watch out for werewolves and do not brush against any monkshood or wolfsbane or you will not be do- talking to us next week. So enjoy, thanks, everybody. Enjoy the nice weather coming up and have a great week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Watch out for werewolves. <laughs>